Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In the Spotlight. Welcome to In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin, and today my guest is all the way in the Netherlands. Yes, such an honor to be calling Wei Yu Hong, who is a fashion designer, and he focuses on sustainability as well as Asian culture and traditional handicraft. So let's meet.、Um, gosh, how should I call you? I want to call you Wei Yu?、Uh, yeah. First of all. Um, I know that you've been in the Netherlands for、uh, about what two years?、Uh, yeah, it's around like two and a half years. Two and a half years. Why study fashion?、Uh, like I majored fashion design when I took my master degree at Artes University of Art in the Netherlands, and also、uh, my bachelor degree and at Foreign Catholic Universities in Taiwan. So、uh-huh. I got like the full like fashion design like trainings. From very beginning till now. Did you grow up like really like design, like art, when you were young? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I have a quite like different like childhood. I mean, compared to um like other people in Taiwan, like my parents like really give me like lots of time and space to explore my interests like、uh, painting and also like performance arts. So I wasn't forced to like spend <laughs> all my time. I mean, in a cram school. Yeah. When I was a child, so I think that's a and、uh, the reason might be I was not raised in a big city, and、uh, so there were were not like so much pressures on me. So where where were you born in Taiwan? I was born in、um, Nanto, but、okay. I was raised in Taipei when I was young. Oh, okay. Yeah, Nanto is like right in the middle of Taiwan. Exactly.、Oh, okay, so. Um, and what、uh, what were your parents doing? What's their occupation? My father like work in the cosmetics like industry. Oh, interesting. So, so it's also like part of the fashion design. I mean industry. Oh, But, so that's where the influence came from. Yeah, I think、yes? it should、no. be. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like they also like do like lots of like、uh, like campaign shootings for like each seasons and also. I mean, like cosmetic industry are、uh, the industry which am、um, like selling like、uh, like beauties and also the、um, like、concept to、um, make us better. So、yeah. I think there are a lot of like similarity and between、um, fashion design and also the cosmetics. Yeah, in fact, I mean, and for, I don't know if how how many years it's been. Lately, there's also a lot of promotion on men's beauty products. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, more and more people are care about, um, like their hairstyle, their leggings, like their. Appearance. So while your dad was busy with cosmetics and the making of of it and everything, you on the side was more interested in the promotional ads, in the campaigns, in the way that he was promoting, you know, the beauty product industry and all that kind of stuff. So you were more interested、yeah. in the visual, the artistic part. Of the cosmetic industry, right? Like he really like opened like lots of doors for me, <laughs> so、oh. that's why I I'm now okay. So, I mean, working in the fashion, fashion. industry as well because、mm-hmm. like each season, like he will uh he will go to other countries to、uh, participate the the exhibitions to um like do the sales. 
So sometimes I will go and go with him to like Bangkok, Vietnam, and also uh, because his uh, company are based is based in China. So I also, I mean, go to like lots of cities in China. So I think it's really broadened like lots of doors for me to. Uh, I mean, go go abroad to see like what's going on, and also like um to really experience. I mean, different cultures. I mean, in life and also in different ways. So that's the reason why I'm really interested in um like very cultural and very uh, traditional um like themes in our life and also in clothing. Actually, your mother plays quite an important part. In your pursuit of fashion design, because you were saying that when you were younger, you watched your mom use tree bark. Yeah. Do you want to talk exactly. about that? I'm very curious. <laughs> that is so fascinating. Okay, I will just like briefly um, like introduce like this kind of like handcraft view first. Mm-hmm. Um, like officially, we call it tapa. So like tapa is the name of the bark clothes. So handicraft is an Austronesian uh, handicraft to turn the tree bark into textile with like eco-friendly progress without any chemical like addicts, like beatings and also like washing by waters. Mm. So that is the whole progress. Uh, for me, like I saw like my mother uh, work with the tree bark when I was a child. So it's not only a cultural like heritage from the Austronesian communities, or an eco-friendly material, but also something, I mean, deep bond with uh, like my memories from my family and also the whole communities. I mean, in Taiwan, we really don't have that kind of uh, very continuous, I mean, cultural footprints because of the uh, colonial uh, like history, but we do have like the craft, I mean, bark clothes, which establish like our identities and the way to get together to um, make um, local global. So a very brief like introduction of the bark fabric. Oh, bark fabric. But doesn't it mean that you cut down trees? Not really. We don't need to like really cut, uh, cut the tree. Oh. But what, we're, what we did is uh, we peeled like the tree bark from uh, the paper mulberries. Uh-huh. They use like the hammer to stretch um, the tree barks because it's a natural like web structure. So we use the hammer to really stretch it to make it like thinner. Oh, that uh, is so can, interesting. Wow. To like really turn turn it into um, a non-weaven like textile. So uh-huh. that's what we, what we did. Oh, I see. So because the, the tree, the bark will grow back. Is that right? So the paper mulberry will like recover it by itself. So oh, uh, we okay. can see as a very uh, circular <laughs> like production. No wonder. <laughs> so that's where the sustainability is. In this kind of handcraft, I think there are a few, I mean, levels of sustain- sustainability. Mm-hmm. I mean, because for me, sustainability is not only about the material, but it's also about like our cultures. Mm. So for materials, uh, because there are no any like chemical chemical addict, and also it's a very natural uh, like material, so it won't like hurt like our uh, planet. Mm-hmm. But for I mean the cultural 
cultural part. Personally, I believe it's a way for us to like connect with our history. I mean, with with our island. You're listening to In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin. I'm curious.、Um, how does the bark fabric feel on our skin? Is it rough? Okay.、Um, it really depends on、uh, how you treat it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have to say that. Okay.、Um, if we just like touch, I mean the tree barks. It's quite rough.、Mm. So we only leave the inner layer. So it's it's very as、uh, smooth and、okay. uh, and also very. Uh, so it's not that kind of like a rough, and also we use the hammer to like stretch the structure so it become more like thinner. So、um, it's not that kind of uncomfortable, but it could be more、uh, wearable. I mean, in our daily life,、mm, okay. but combined with、um, like different kind of craft to turn it into a new thing. Mainly, we combine with the、uh, embroideries. Mm. So we attach the tree barks. I mean, on the fabric, with the embroidery stitch, and with like other kind of、uh, bandam materials like the sequins, and also like bead, and also some、uh, Swarovski like diamonds to like decorate. Is I mean, working as a designer, I think it's quite important to turn like this kind of traditional handcraft. Into a new phase, not only I mean keep it as a heritage. I mean I won't say like the cultural heritage is not important, but I have to turn it into a new phase to introduce it to the public again. Otherwise, like we don't know, like or we can like just imagine like how it could. I mean, goes into our, our lives. So I mean,、right. if we don't have that kind of imaginations.、Mm-hmm. We won't like get interested in this kind of handcraft again. Then we will lose it. I mean, in the coming future. So, I mean, working as a designer, I think it's quite important to to use our creativity to turn it into an into a new life.、Uh, in our twenty twenty seasons, we、uh-huh. combine it with、uh, like the crochet, oh, the crochet and、um, techniques. Uh, in the Netherlands, the Dutch crochets. Yeah, um, I was looking at your collection, and um, it's all very um, like very down to earth color collection. You know, it's it's all、yeah. like part of nature. Um, a lot of um, like a beige, very comfortable, like light brown color. You know, and and it's all. Very summary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because、mm. for me, I think I I really want to let fashion. I mean, down to earth. Yeah. And I hope to let fashion. I mean, held in commons, held in our life. I think it's more、uh, important. Because after working for a few years, I mean, in the fashion industry, found there are more and more. I mean, abandoned materials and lots of like waste, lots of. Like that stock, not only in fashion industry but also in the textile industry.、Mm. But for me, I feel it's quite pity because、mm. of the creators. We spend a lot of time, we spend a lot of efforts to、um, do the research, do the trial, then go to the final product. But at the end, it seems like we still create like lots of waste and also some. Like desktop or lots、mm. of like samples. I mean, in our studios, but I expect 
myself not only as a creator make something beautiful, but also use my hand to solve the current problems mm. or solve the sur- problems in our surroundings, do some upcycling things or like the samples to give them the second life. But if I let it go to like really high fashion style, it will be out of fashion maybe after one year or after two years. So expect to make more like timeless style, but with something very dedicated I mean, details with um, the high quality textile in my design. So that is what I think is more important. There are two sources in our works. First, mm-hmm. for like the kimonos and the obvious of the of them are the secondhand um, like garments. Because yeah. I have a friend like who runs a kimono rental house in Kyoto. Can remember maybe three or four years ago. Okay, okay. Because one day we we'll, when we okay. talk about, because I told him like after a few, working for a few years, I found there are more and more samples. I mean, in my studio, but I didn't know like how I could work with them because I mean I feel so so guilty because <laughs> <laughs> I I spend lot of I mean I spend lot of time and to create them, but nobody like really wear it. I mean after the few seasons, yeah. And he say also have that kind of problems. Because, you know, he runs a kimono renter house, so sometimes maybe his clients like pull the kimonos. He can't like recover it, but he also don't want to provide this kind of like, stuff to uh, his clients. But he also don't want to throw it away, so it's become another problem for him. So in 2017, I think I got an uh, invitation from like Alibaba. They have, uh, I mean, in China, they have a shows to promote the international emerging designers. Oh, okay. So he invited me to present a new collection there. Oh, so good. I talked with him, maybe we could do some collaborations to upcycles like the secondhand or polluted and uh, like kimonos and obis from his rental house and also the samples at, at my studio. So it's a very beginning and I start the sustainable design journey. Next week, besides continuing on to hear about his life story in fashion, I'm also curious to find out why of all places to learn about fashion to develop his fashion career, why he chose the Netherlands. So join me next week to find out. For In the Spotlight, I'm Shirley Lin. 